This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Our focus today is your health. A little later, we focus on women's health and why a woman need not have a hysterectomy. But first, we are joined by Dr. Jotir Johnny. He's a specialist in family medicine from Piedmont Hospital. He got his medical degree from Rush Medical College in Chicago. He studied at his residency in Illinois. He did his undergraduate work at the University of Chicago, and he is now here in Atlanta with us, with the Piedmont Healthcare System, where I understand you guys have some new and exciting things coming up in local uh, Walgreens stores, I believe, starting in August. What can you tell us, doctor? Welcome. Yes, thank you very much, Candice. Um we uh, recently have been able to partner with uh, Walgreens um, uh, and it, doing urgent care clinics within the Walgreens. Uh, they're going to be referred to as uh, Piedmont uh, Quick Care. Um, and these health clinics will offer more options for patients to receive the care that they need close to their home. There's going to be about, I think, 27 retail uh, health clinics that are located within Walgreens across the Atlanta area. As someone who is an expert in uh, general family practice, you've got to be pretty excited to see your organization taking the services that you and your colleagues provide a little bit closer to folks like like you and me in the neighborhoods. You know, absolutely. Um, I recently moved here, so I'm I'm relatively new to Atlanta, but uh, I figured out the traffic very quickly. And so I think uh, if patients don't have to drive lengthy distances to seek care, uh, that's always ideal. So I think Piedmont is uh, really thinking uh, of the patient first and uh, trying to make sure that uh, we are going to the communities where the patients are as opposed to the patients having to drive uh, to some of the hospital locations. Yeah, exactly. Making access a little bit easier. So when you talk to your patients or you're talking to all of the patients that you're who are listening to us right now, when you're thinking about some of the general things that we should be doing beyond eating right and getting some exercise, what are things that folks should be doing to, to take charge and better care of themselves? Well, I, I think the most important thing is that better health starts with prevention. And, um, you know, conditions such as heart disease, uh, cancer, stroke, even diabetes, uh, most of these things are largely preventable if it's caught early, if uh, lifestyle changes are introduced or implemented earlier in one's life. Um, and kind of making those uh, healthy choices requires uh, the patients to actually become aware. As they say, knowledge is power. Absolutely. When you talk about healthy lifestyle choices at an early age, how early should young adults, children even, be thinking about and acting upon being smart health-wise? Well, really, you know, uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics starts talking about annual visits. Uh, once kids get out of that, um, you know, uh, toddler and, and, and those phases, um, doing annual visits is very important, um, partly because kids are growing so rapidly. And uh, if things aren't caught early, it can have developmental and other uh, effects on them. Once they get into their 20s, um, at least a, a visit every three to five years probably would not be a bad idea. Um, and that can extend into the 30s as well. Um, and then once people get into their 40s and 50s, an annual visit is probably warranted. Is that when things really start to break down? I mean, we are kind of like cars. We just walk instead of <laughs> right. walking. Right. I mean, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, it has to, a lot to do with how you took care of yourself in your teens and 20s and 30s that lead to what happens to you in your 40s and 50s. Uh, so um, uh, 
Yes, usually disease states start manifesting much more once a person gets past the age of 40. Uh, most of us, if we take good care of ourselves, that won't happen till later in life. Uh, but the sooner uh, people get evaluated, the better. Doctor, people are remarkably busy, even more busy now than perhaps we were before. In what ways are you and your colleagues at Piedmont making it easier for working men and women to get that annual physical on the schedule without, you know, calling and making an appointment today and knowing that I'm really not going to get in for another three or four months? Um, absolutely. So Piedmont's goal is to make it as easy as possible for uh, people to get the care that they need. Um, that's why um, pediatric primary care providers like myself, uh, you know, we're located at Johns Creek, and we really try to create access for patients, which means that um, patients can be seen the same day. So we have same-day appointments oh, at great. Piedmont Primary Care Offices, um, and we strive to meet that goal on a daily basis. Um, I always tell my patients that um, you know, I'm accessible for them. Uh, I feel like if you have a doctor, you should be able to see him or her when you need them. Um, so I always encourage them to contact our offices and uh, seek care that way. If it's not always a preventative health visit, <clears throat> uh, then uh, really urgent cares, quick cares, uh, those sorts of formats are not a bad option. If it's on a weekend, um, if it's a cough cold or something simple that they need addressed quickly, then we also have Piedmont on call, uh, which is not covered by insurance, but at a fixed rate, uh, a patient is able to uh, contact a physician and get their issue addressed uh, fairly rapidly. Doctor, I've done this program for a number of years, and I've done a number of shows about healthcare concerns that are especially targeted at men. I think you guys, although you are a physician, so you are you are not the example. You're due as I, I say, and as I do, I hope. Uh, but you guys are just notorious for not taking care of yourselves, not going to the doctor. And if we've got a guy listening today who is like, well, you know, I hadn't been to the doctor in a long time and I've been just fine. Why should that adult make an appointment today or make an appointment tomorrow? So what you said is absolutely correct. I mean, I think approximately uh, statistics states something like two-thirds of office visits to primary care physicians are women. Um, and only about one-third is, is men. <clears throat> Uh, and so, consequently, um, men unfortunately get underserved and often uh, come in when their disease states are fairly advanced or, you know, uh, uh, you're kind of at the end stage of certain diseases. Um, so the best thing I can do is to use this opportunity to kind of have all our male listeners um, really just come in, um, encourage them to come in, uh, try to get over that uh, resistance or male ego or machoism or whatever it is that's stopping them. Um, often uh, married men end up coming in because their wives make them come in. That's honestly the main reason I see uh, men come in. Uh, but the sooner they get these things addressed, the better. Um, a lot of disease states, unfortunately, specifically um, heart disease comes to mind, is definitely uh, men are at higher risk. And so it is really important that they seek care, just like a woman. I mean, we're all human, and our bodies break down the same. So we really do need to seek that care. What can I expect uh, in that, that first annual physical that I've not had in forever? So at, at Piedmont Healthcare, we uh, strive to make a positive difference in every life we touch, and we work hard to offer a hassle-free patient experience that makes it easier for patients to take charge of their health. Um, on the day of their physical, um, a physician like myself will be conducting Probably the most important part is that history and physical component. Um, it's taking an adequate and detailed history, 
of what the patient has had so far in their lives in terms of their health, any surgeries or personal health problems. And then a, a really key component is also family history. This is where um, healthcare kind of gets custom tailored to us because um, each of us bring a unique set of genetic predispositions and that family history really helps to bring some of that out and helps uh, the physician guide the type of testing or treatment or uh, uh, watchful um, monitoring that may be needed. Um, apart from that, obviously, we do the routine, check height, weight, blood pressure, um, checking blood work, uh, specifically cholesterol, sugar, um, and in unique cases, checking other conditions such as thyroid disease or risk of anemia, things of that nature. So if prevention is the key to success, are there particular screenings or tests that men and women should be sure to have every year or every other year? Yes. Uh, again, a lot of that is dependent on their age, um, their ethnicity, their sex, their risk factors. Um, traditionally, you know, if someone is over 50, uh, we start recommending colonoscopies on an annual basis. Uh, again, that can be customized to even younger depending on family history. Uh, mammography is another very important test that we recommend on a regular basis in women. Um, PSA testing, uh, digital rectal exams, these are also very important in men regarding prostate health. Um, so again, th the answer is yes, but it, it varies from person to person, and the Asia with which start sometimes does vary. So if you can only leave our listeners today with one thought, because they're going to remember, we like to say they'll remember three things. I like to talk in threes, but if there's only one thing you want our listeners to remember or to do after hearing you on the show today, what would that be? So prevention is really the main thing that I would like to leave uh, with. Um, uh, I, as a primary care physician, get to see uh, the whole spectrum. So, for example, I will I will see a 18-year-old, 20-year-old who's picked up the habit of smoking, and then I will see that 50-year-old who will come in starting to have symptoms of emphysema and difficulty breathing just by simple shopping at Walmart, and then I'll see that 70-year-old who will come in with that oxygen tank uh, at the end stage of that condition. And so when I, therefore, see that 20-year-old or 18-year-old who's just picked up smoking or has been smoking for a year or two, um, I can see where it's all going, mm. uh, whereas here, uh, you know, they're not able to see that. And so um, trying to educate people, uh, the only way we can do that is by getting them in the office, talking to them, seeing them face-to-face. -face. Uh, uh, physicians are extremely caring, and they, they want to connect with their patients and in order to do that, we need them to come in. So even though people are really busy and they have a lot of things going on in their lives, I think, and I always educate patients on this, you have to prioritize your health. Health is wealth. And if you have that, you can do everything else. Without that, it doesn't matter what the, what the rest is, really. Absolutely. It certainly beats the alternative, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. Well, we want to say thank you to Dr. Jotir Johnny. If folks are listening and they're like, oh, I'm half asleep because it's early in the morning or late at night, and they want some more information, where can they find it? Well, in order for them to access more information, they just need to visit piedmont.org slash now, and they will be able to get all the access to all the information and different access points to Piedmont Healthcare. Thank you so much, Dr. Johnny. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Now we turn the page to focus on women's health. Joining us is a physician with a mission. Dr. John Lipman is the founder of the Atlanta Interventional Institute, where a critical aspect of his mission includes educating us, the public, about fibroids and UFE. 
Equally important is the fact that he travels the nation, really the globe and the world, helping other doctors become better informed about treating the millions of women who have this condition, don't know what to do about it, and educating them that it can be corrected without surgery. Right, Dr. Lipman? Absolutely correct. I mean, most women that struggle with these benign tumors only hear about surgical options, whether it's hysterectomy or myomectomy, cutting out these tumors. And the simple answer is you don't need to have surgery to get your fibroids fixed. You can get the symptom relief you're looking for. You can avoid all the surgery with an outpatient procedure going home with a Band-Aid. And importantly, you get to keep all your parts. You don't need to lose your uterus, which is really important, even for women that are family complete. So for our audience members who may not be aware of what fibroids are, and you just mentioned that they are benign tumors, uh, who, which women are the ones who typically suffer from this condition? Well, it's the most common pelvic tumor seen in women. And again, you said it's benign. It's not cancerous. Um, it's seen in about one of every three women of childbearing age, but it has particular predominance in African-American women. African-American women disproportionately suffer with these benign tumors. In fact, 80% of adult African-American women have these benign fibroids. Now, how did you end up as the expert in this field, the doctor who does not tell a woman that, well, in order to fix this, you're going to have to have a hysterectomy, or in order to fix this, you're going to have to have a myomectomy. And I want you to tell the audience what a myomectomy is, because it's not a pleasant procedure. It's not. You can watch them on YouTube. They're very bloody. It's a It's a surgical procedure to cut into the woman and then cut into the uterus and try to carefully cut out some of the fibroids surgically, sew the uterus back together, and then sew her back together. And so, as you might imagine, it's a much more complicated procedure than hysterectomy. And oftentimes, the hysterectomy is what is uh, recommended to patients because it's a simpler, easier procedure, particularly if they've already finished childbearing. And as I mentioned earlier, Your uterus is not the appendix. It has very important functions, but for years now, we've been treating the uterus as if we can just throw it away when a woman's done having her children. It's just not so. It's important for women psychologically. It's important for women sexually. It's important for their bone health. And now there's good evidence to suggest it's important in their heart health. UFE stands for uterine fibroid embolization. How did you come to be the expert on this procedure? And what is it? I trained at Harvard at uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital, so I've been exposed to women's health issues ever since my training many years ago. Um, And so I've always been interested, and I helped in the development of this UFE procedure. Um, It's completely outpatient and non-surgical. We negotiate a catheter under X-ray into each uterine artery, and the uterine arteries branch like a tree, getting smaller and smaller branches to get out to the leaves. The fibroids are the leaves of the tree, and I know what size those tiny branches are, and I can flow direct these inert particles to cut off the blood supply to every fibroid in the uterus. So if you have one or a hundred, doesn't matter. doesn't matter how small or how big these are. I can knock out every one of the fibroids. And so typically the UFE procedure is a one-time procedure versus myomectomy, which we talked about a minute ago. It is often a multiple procedure because you can never take all the fibroids out. In fact, a lot of times you can't even take half of them out. So the woman gets some initial relief, but two or three years later or maybe even sooner, she's right back as if she had nothing. The UFE treats all of them. It's a one-time thing. You get to keep all your parts. You go home with a Band-Aid. There's a recovery of about five days, so you might be out of work a week versus with surgery, you might be out of work two months or more. 
Now, you've been practicing, you've been doing this private practice in Atlanta 14 years. You started your own practice in 2005, the Atlanta Interventional Institute. And then just a couple of years ago in 2015, you opened a state-of-the-art 5,400-square-foot outpatient medical facility caring for patients not just in metro Atlanta, but you've got women coming to you from across the southeast, the Caribbean, as far away as Africa and New Zealand. I know you're the best. I'm, and, oh, and, and full thanks. disclosure, he is the best because he did my procedure. It yes. was outpatient. I was out of work for about a week and I have been fine ever since. Great. Um, well, I mean, yes, people do come from all over. I mean, I have seen women from all over the globe. Um, so we are kind of known for this. I've been practicing in Atlanta uh, over 25 years. But as you mentioned, more recently, uh, I struck out on my own because I really felt it was important to do this as my life's work. And two years ago, we realized a, kind of a dream. It's kind of hard when you're on your own, but I was able to uh, get uh, our own center. So we've had uh, the past little over two years now a complete state-of-the-art facility with equipment better than the hospital um, to specifically treat these women who come from all over. And, and we talk to women before we built this because it's specifically designed for women and their comfort. We have one-to-one -one nursing. Every patient has one nurse whose only responsibility is to care for that patient until they leave. All the rooms are private. That was a really important uh, issue for women. They wanted privacy. Um, it's not just like gurneys and drapes. It's private rooms. And so we, we really talked to a lot of women about how you would want to be treated in a medical experience. And I'll tell you, a lot of our patients say, this is like the Four Seasons or the Ritz-Carlton. I have never had such an experience in healthcare, in any kind of healthcare situation. It's, it's fabulous. That's wonderful. Dr. Lipman, for women who may be experiencing problems with fibroids and perhaps don't know it, what are the symptoms that a lady might experience? Well, these tumors are hard and firm. They're like rocks, and that's how they cause their symptoms. So if fibroids are located near the lining of the uterus, they'll cause, they'll stretch the lining, causing these he heavy periods, lots of blood coming out, gushing, flooding. They may pass clots, sometimes very large clots. It can be very scary. They can lose a lot of blood and be anemic, tired, weak. They may get migraine headaches, chew or crave ice, anemic symptoms. If they're near the bladder, they can press on the bladder to cause urinary frequency and wake these women up at night. In fact, they may see their husband who's got the prostate condition. They kind of pass like two ships in the night. If they're on the sides of the uterus, they can press on pelvic nerves to cause pelvic pain or back pain or buttock pain. It really depends on where they're located. And these hard, firm tumors just press on whatever's next to them to cause these symptoms. But it, it is the most common reason why women have heavy periods. So if a woman is experiencing these symptoms, believes that she has fibroids, comes to see you, how long does it take from diagnosis to procedure and then no more pain, no more heavy periods? It happens very quickly if, if she is so inclined. Um, patients will come and see us in consultation. We'll get what's called an MRI. It's a very sophisticated imaging tool. A lot of these patients know they have fibroids or think they have fibroids based on an ultrasound, which is okay to diagnose fibroids, but you don't really see them very well. With MRI, it's like high-definition television. And so we go over that in the office, or if they're coming from a distance, um, we'll do a remote consultation over the internet and a secure HIPAA-compliant, secure uh, web portal where we'll see these patients remotely or in the office, go over the symptoms, 
go over the MRI imaging, and if it fits, it makes sense, then they can come and see us, and it does not take long. I do UFE procedures every single morning, Monday through Friday, so it doesn't take long to get to see me, unlike a surgeon who might be booking weeks out because they're sharing operative time with lots of other surgeons. And you have your own facility. Correct. How long is the procedure? Does it, it depend takes, upon the number of fibroids a woman has? It does not. It really depends on the person's experience in doing the procedure. It takes me about 30 to 40 minutes total. Um, it's a very quick procedure. They sleep through it. The sedation is conscious sedation, so it's an IV anesthetic and local. No general anesthesia, which is very nice. Uh, so patients sleep through the whole thing. The recovery in our center is about four hours or so, and they'll go home with a Band-Aid at the top of their right leg. That is it. And they leave with their uterus. Is there pain afterwards? You say a woman's down for maybe about a week. Tell me about the aftercare. There is pain afterwards, although I must tell you that we've been able to get the pain treated much better recently in the last couple of years than we were previous to that and going over a number of different pain protocols. And so, yes, there is pain in everyone, but... Most patients find it's kind of annoying. It's not excruciating, although some people do have a rough go with pain for a couple days, but um, it's much better than being operated on and the pain that you recover from that. But everybody gets a oral narcotic and an oral uh, medicine like ibuprofen, the prescription strength of ibuprofen. What happens to the fibroids once you've cut off the blood supply to these benign tumors? Well, the fibroids will die. They, as I said earlier, they are hard and firm. They're like rocks. But after, they're, after we've treated them and we've cut off the blood supply, these fibroids die. And as they die, they soften and shrink. And so it's more about the softening and the consistency, but they also shrink pretty rapidly. In fact, I see everybody three months after the procedure, and they are about, the fibroids are about half the volume that they were three months ago. At a year out, they're about... 60 to 70 percent smaller. So they do shrink quite a bit, but it's more about the consistency that if those fibroids are dead at the three-month visit and the patient can tell they're better, likely I'll never see them again. Outstanding. So I know that in addition to being and providing the services uh, for the procedure, uterine fibroid embolization, you're doing some other things with respect to women's health at the center where you're treating some other conditions and migraines. What are some of the other things you guys are doing Well, the now? common thread in our practice is I treat a number of conditions that are seen either exclusively in women, like fibroids, that's what we're most known for, uh, or f tubal infertility, uh, fallopian tubal interventions, permanent birth control, or at least predominantly in women, like migraine headaches. We treat those which are predominant conditions seen primarily in women. You brought in a nice film I see narrated by my dear friend Monica Pearson, Freedom from Fibroids, a documentary. Tell us about it. Well, it's a project that took uh, a number of years to do because it's self-funded, but um, I wanted to tell the story. I mean, we, we have a great story to tell, and relatively speaking, nobody knows about it, even though I've been doing UFE for over 20 years. Most women today, even in 2017, when they go to their gynecologist, won't hear about UFE. It's, it's surprising and staggering. And finally, I just uh, I wanted to get a conversation going nationally, and I thought that the documentary would probably be the best way to do this. We followed 10 women in their struggles with fibroids, all of whom were told surgery was the only answer. None of them wanted it but they had no other option presented to them. At the last minute, these women found out about UFE. They had UFE and they got their life back. And now they're sharing 
their story in their own words. It's about a, an hour long, and it's available. Anybody can see it uh, anywhere. It's on YouTube. Um, and if they're interested in seeing the film, it's fibroidfilm.com. Fibroidfilm, all together, one word, dot com. And you can view it. Um, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm really proud of. I mean, I'm not a Hollywood producer by any means, but it's more about getting this important message that if you're suffering with fibroids, you do not need to have surgery to get this problem fixed. Not only that, you can avoid losing an organ, a body part you were born with, because uh, that does have consequences. People don't like talking about what happens to people when they have the hysterectomy. Um, there are a lot of women that struggle psychologically, sexually, bone issues, a lot of bone loss after hysterectomy. And now there's even some good evidence to suggest that if you have a hysterectomy before age 50, there are issues with cardiovascular heart disease issues. Um, so we just don't need to do this. We don't need to do what we've always done. Um, these tumors are benign. We don't have to be removing them. In fact, the average age for a woman undergoing hysterectomy is less than age 40. These are young women. Um, it just does not have to be. And the number one reason why we do a hysterectomy in this country is benign fibroids, not cancer. If somebody wants to see you, how do they contact your office? Um, a number of ways. Um, the Internet uh, is a good way to do it. Our website, um, and that's uh, atlii.com. It's Atlanta Interventional Institute. So atlii.com is a great way. Our office phone number is 770-953-2600, 770-953-2600. Dr. John Lipman, you're doing great work. Thank you for coming in, sharing this information with our listeners. Uh, husbands, you've got wives who are struggling. This may be the answer. Ladies out there, if you are tired of having cramps all the time and cycles and it's summertime and you want to wear white and you can't wear white, you're scared to wear white, Dr. Lippman can get you fixed and uh, get you to his uh, white pant party. How about that? Absolutely. We'd love to have more people come to our Wear White Pants events. Um, and I appreciate you having me on because it's it's, it's unfortunate that more people don't know about this, but hopefully we continue the conversation and eventually everyone will know. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Good luck. Thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, my handle is Condo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.